Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our listeners joining us today. I'm your host, Will Heisenschut. Everybody calls me Trout, though. And joining me is mechanic, electrician, plumber, landscaper, HVAC technician, copier technician, business owner, car guru, longtime baseball coach, a guy that has to own at least two of everything just because it's a great deal, my dad. <laughs> so, how's it going? How are you? Oh, it's great. It's great. Beautiful day out there today. So, it's all, all, all fine. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right. So, we're going to kick it off with our, one of our newer segments, uh, What You've Been Thinking. So, start us off. Well, what have I been thinking? I've been thinking that I've got a lot of broken things that I've got to fix, and I figured I'd have all this free time, and, and I keep telling your mom, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to fix everything. So, <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we fixed three flat tires yesterday, one last week. We did a fence. We did a walkway, raised the walk, walk, walkway up. Oh, worked on pouring concrete. Uh, we got to work on a chimney coming up, maybe some painting, uh, worked, uh, yeah, air conditioning, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I guess all like your uh, skills that I just listed off uh, are going to help. <laughs> They've helped out. Huh? Yeah. Yep. So far, so good. Oh, not to mention all the cars I have to work on. That's so, true. That's true. Waiting on parts, working on the lawnmower. Uh, but yeah, all kinds of stuff. Okay. <laughs> so, I just don't think I'll get it all done. <laughs> so that's what you've been thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been thinking. Yeah, some of that stuff uh, has been put off since, uh, oh, I don't know, 2008. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, I was right. thinking uh, 1998, but that's okay. 1998, yeah. yeah. That second kid really threw it off. Gosh, yeah, it messed me up time. bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, geez. But yeah, so here's what I've been thinking. Like, I was just thinking this, like, I have never once desired a cold shower. Like, I, I don't know. Like, you've been around a lot. Like, have you ever desired, like, a cold shower? Heck no. I won't go swimming unless the water's at least 80 degrees. But <laughs> a shower, right. you know, it's got to be 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, like, seriously, like, there are people out there who desire cold showers, and I just 0% understand that. Yeah, they say it feels good. Now, up at uh, Long Lake in New York, uh, there is no shower. And the <laughs> idea that they have, that they've been doing for 100-plus years, is to jump in the lake. And this is New York, Adirondacks. It's super cold. Finally, I was like, after much prodding, I jumped in. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I, it's <laughs> like I, was, I felt myself going down. I was like, I crawled out. And, uh, you know, I gave a lot of people a, a good laugh, but, uh, now that's the last time I did that. And then I just, uh, <laughs> I heat water up in the kitchen now and Dunk it that's how head. I do it. Yeah. Warm water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah, like that, like that, I don't know why that thought came across, but I was just like, I've never ever once desired a cold shower, but yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that, that's our, those are our meaningless thoughts for the day. Um, so now we're going to go into Today in Baseball History. Oh boy. So we are, this is the special Father's Day episode, so it's coming out on June 21st. So Today in Baseball History, June 1st, 2009, Tony La Russa, managing for the Cardinals, won his 2,500th game as a manager. He became the third manager to reach that milestone after Connie Mack and John McGraw. Now, Connie Mack, he actually leads Major League Baseball history with 3,000 
731 wins. <laughs> and John McGraw is a full 1,000 behind him, or almost, at 2,763 wins. And Tony LaRusso, he retired and finished with 2,728. To date, there's only 11 managers that have won 2,000 games. So I thought that was a really fun question because, Dad, you coached for many, many years. How many years was it in a row? Well, it was 18 seasons, so that's uh, counting spring, fall. So I guess that's about nine. Nine? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> with a bat. So with like your coaching experiences, what did you enjoy about it? What did you not enjoy about it? How was it putting together teams? Like, Give us some rundown on that. Well, you know, um, I guess it, it's best to start at the beginning. Is like, how did I get into coaching? Yeah, basketball? I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, we uh, signed, uh, I believe it might have been even you, up for uh, spring baseball with the local uh, baseball association. And uh, I get a call saying, hey, um, we might not have to, we're, 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 might not have a team this year because we don't have a coach. Can you coach? I'm like, uh, <laughs> I said, so you're, are you saying if I don't coach, we won't have a team? And they said, yeah, pretty much. I said, okay. So that's how they wrote me in there. <laughs> um, didn't know what I was getting into, um, but it was a fantastic experience over the 18 seasons in many ways. Were there rough times? Sure. But that's not what I'm there about. I'm there about making sure the kids are number one safe, safety rules. I tell all my parents and coaches, I said, hey, you see something safe, uh, unsafe going on, you can stop, correct it, let us know, or stop the game. Do whatever you have to do. I don't want anybody getting injured because, uh, you know, kids sometimes tend to clown around. And I certainly had to intervene several times with other uh, teams, their players and parents, believe it or not, do a little crazy things, but that's okay. We got through it. Our guys, we never, we, none of my kids ever missed a game because of an injury they sustained at a baseball game. So I'm very happy with that record, especially since, uh, we, uh, we have seen other kids like one game, I think, uh, were you in it or Calvin was in it? Your brother was playing a game up in uh, uh, Frederick, and um, there was – I was – you know, I always keep score. I go to professional games, I keep score. I go to Little League games, keep score. I always keep score. I write stuff down, and I never look at it again. Anyway, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm keeping score, and, uh, you know, people, hey, chat here and there. And, you know, I'm up to like a – you know, I keep track of pitches. I'm like up to like 120 pitches. I'm like – yeah, you know, did they get another pitcher in or something? Because, I mean, all the kids look the same in the uniforms to me. I don't know. I can't see anyway. But And they're like, nope, that's the same guy. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, they just kept putting him in, putting him in. He was up to like 152 pitches. And I was, to be honest with you, concerned about the kids' health. And, I mean, our coach went over several times to their coach because they were ahead. They were winning. I'm like, but, uh, you know, winning at all costs, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, of course, what happened is we figured him out and won, we won that game because he uh, we figured him out. And it was too bad. It was too bad for him. So I think I was there. <laughs> What's that? I think I was there. 
Uh, it's Calvin's uh, game. Yeah, you yeah. were. That's right. You did. You drove in from Pittsburgh for that one or something like that. So, yeah. Um, another thing that uh, I always do as a coach is, as far as safety goes, first day I'm like, okay, everybody's a catcher. So, we want, I want, you know, everybody to be a catcher. Obviously, we know that not everybody's going to become a catcher, but uh, the thought there is, is you've got uh, some games that are maybe hot and you want to have, I want to have three catchers, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I was very happy to end up with two, but three would be awesome. I've had some great catchers over the years. One kid just cracked me and everybody else up. He was like, he took the job so seriously. <laughs> he actually carried a brush in the back, tucked in the back of his uh, belt. I remember that kid. out and <laughs> brushed the plate off and stuff. And <laughs> never seen anything like that uh, in, in my <laughs> leagues besides that, 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 uh, that guy. He was a great, great little player, took it seriously, and we all had a good time. Yeah, and I guess – I think that's like a good thing to start off, like uh, especially with the younger kids. Like, hey, you're a catcher, which means like there's an emphasis placed on being able to catch the ball. Because I don't know if you remember, but I certainly remember we were doing pop up practice. I was coaching with you uh, for the the youngest brothers team, and uh, <laughs> we were doing pop up practice. This one kid, he had clearly never played baseball before, <laughs> but he's going over, and you could just see him kind of like. It hit the, the ball hit the apex, and he, I think he lost it or something. You see his legs start to wiggle. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then, uh, yeah, he – I guess he tripped over a blade of grass or something, but the ball hit him square in the forehead, and I was just like, oh, gosh. He <laughs> was only out for like 10 minutes, so it's okay. <laughs> he, he was in our next game. He, he came back to practice, but we, we didn't uh, – we didn't do that type of drills with him anymore. But, yeah, that's uh, correct. And, uh, <laughs> no, well, what's funny was his dad is like a – wasn't his dad like a physician of some kind? Like, <laughs> Yeah, so he checked him out. Yeah. No. Okay, no concussion, no nothing. Just yeah, probably good. a bruised pride good. more than anything else. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah, oh, that reminds me. I, you know, one, one year, one, one of my favorite kids – well, I had a lot of favorite kids. They're all favorite kids. In the spring – kid wants to play baseball never played baseball before his parents god bless them said let's get him on a team and so he they brought him to 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 practice first day and i'm like okay so i was talking to him and i was like did you ever do this did you ever do this and he was like yeah 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 so okay why don't you go up and we'll we'll start you off batting he goes up to the plate ready to bat and i'm like go up to him i said hey why don't you stand on the other side of the plate? He had the plate behind him. So I'm like, so he moved around to the other side and we kept working with that kid. And don't you know it? He was an all-star at the end of the year. He was just pure talent. He was there willing to learn, learned, soaked it up like a sponge. I was very, very proud of him. And he uh, went on to play at a much higher level and, uh, his uh, parents and grandparents, they would come to the games, cheer him on, and it was just a great experience for him. That's what I'm there for. I'm there for the kids. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, if they don't have fun, yeah, that's my number – number one is safety. Number two is they have to have fun. So, kids not having fun, uh, I'm doing something wrong. So, we always try to mix up fun drills. We come up with some crazy things like – 
throw a baseball, knock a bucket down, or uh, re- reverse relays, or so, all kinds of crazy things. Just that kids just love that stuff. Oh um, yeah, and that's how we uh, ended our practices. Um, yeah, one thing that uh, some coaches didn't seem to understand is uh, there's a lot of parents that just basically, hey, there's a you know hour and a half of free babysitting. We'll drop the kid off and we'll come back. So. With that in mind, in order to get the parents to continue to bring the kids, I'm like, okay, I got to be very clear with these parents and say, okay, our practice starts at five, it ends at 6.30. And guess what? Our practice ends at 6.30. Some coaches tend to run it on, oh, it's a good practice. Let's go to, you know, 6.45, 7 o'clock. I'm like, no, you can't do that because you don't want to lose your parents' support. That's very important for the kids enjoyment to make sure their parents are into it and it's not a burden so they know yeah. that coming in and uh for a majority of the parents they uh they they were okay with that and everything worked out great so that's yeah. um no and so i remember you always had this theory about like what like make like like obviously like y- you can't have elite level kids across the board on like these uh public teams per se but right. Your your theory wasn't was it? It was like my theory you know, was we don't we don't need or maybe necessarily want the best players in the team because with the best players in the team, you usually get parents who say, "Hey, my kid's a major leaguer. What's going on? How come he's not playing every single minute of the game?" No, I don't want the best players, but I want the players that play best together. Because if you yes. get, uh you get players all playing together on the team, you can do anything. And time and time again, that was our key to success is getting the kids to play the best together. So. Yeah, no, that I agree a hundred percent. That's how like they, you can't measure team chemistry uh, per se. And I think that's where major league baseball is getting away from, unfortunately, very thankful that the our Washington Nationals they were obviously built around talent, but they also had really good team chemistry as well. And you can see it on the field; they're having fun. <laughs> right, absolutely. It's good to have a little fun. That's right. That's my number two thing: safety and fun. After that, hey, let's hope they learn some baseball. <laughs> let's hope they they uh, play well together. And you know, I don't even think it's on the list, but hey, maybe we'll win a game. So you know. That that is true. I wanted to touch on this because, for whatever it was, you you never had great teams. <laughs> hey, I had I had one season that I was undefeated, and I had one season which I was like one game away from uh, being undefeated, and I, I had someone coach for me because I was out of town, and we happened to lose that one game. That would have been my second undefeated season. Uh, okay, yeah. So yes, you did have those couple teams. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I was ever on one of those. No. Not yeah. you. Yeah. Not um, you, but but you were on a team where last game of the season, we were playing for the second time of the season a team who was undefeated, and it was the last game of the season. And uh, I had – you know, I take notes. I Like I said, I keep – well, actually, back then, yes, I did look at the rosters and stuff. I figured out – I spent up – I don't know how many hours up figuring out how to rotate everybody through everybody at their best positions, you know, 
equally. I didn't sit kids because I had this guy might be better. I batted everyone, of course. And we figured it out. And um, I talked to the coach and I'm like, hey, you know, we want to make sure we get this whole game in. We want to play the whole game because that was that's where I figured we'd do best. I said, if we can complete the game, you know, so we wanted to keep things moving and we did. And we, we ended up winning that game against that undefeated team. And it was interesting because we won that game. They had already done the trophies. And since we had won that game, they had to change oh, they had to change the trophies around. It was pretty funny. But anyway, huh. they all said, um, but anyway. It just, I, I think I do remember that game, but um but yeah, going to the other side of it, like I I, I coached on a couple teams. Uh, the youngest brother, uh, he was never on any of the good teams. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but, we, we we're still developing because we yeah we I think at that time we had moved from the rec league up to the travel league. Gotcha. Okay. And we had issues with uh, uh, BAA put me up. The first year, they they said, "Hey, this guy wants to come in and be assistant coach and bring some players." I'm like, "Okay." So we were working through the fall, getting ready for the spring, and and he was doing some strange things. And then 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 spring came up, and we're like, "Okay." Um, a parent called me up and said, "Hey, why did you deposit my check for the spring league?" I said, "Well, because uh, we're going to play spring baseball," and I sent it into the baseball association and they put it in the bank. He says, well, no, I'm playing on a different team. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. Um, this assistant coach who his goal was actually to set up his own private training where he would charge the parents for training in a private facility that he was going to rent. He had just, uh, tried to lure everyone over to his, uh, uh, private, uh, baseball league, so to speak, and uh, took half the team with him. Uh, well, it was the kids he brought anyway, but it kind of left yeah. me in a lurch to come up with another half dozen players in uh, a short amount of time. And so, yes, as a result, I had to do uh, a combined 9U and 10U. So I had to do, even though we were a 9U team, yeah, I could only find players that were only able to play on 10U. So I was like, oh, we're going to have to play on 10U or don't play at all. It was the same kind of thing. I talked to my parents. I said, do you want to do this? I said, it's going to be tough, but hey, kids learn Kids learn well seeing good teams. And uh, we were playing teams that had actually played together for quite a few years. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we didn't do that well, but we <laughs> learned a lot. We had a lot of fun. Yes. And uh, yeah, we built a lot of good kids up. Uh, one one in particular became an excellent hitter that season. At the end of the season, uh, I remember quite well. Uh, good uh, good shortstop also. So yeah, it was it was. Uh, hey, it was it's all part of learning baseball. And you know what? In I mean, I don't know. I hope when these kids are fifty years old, they don't recall their batting average and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, winning percentage or whatever they you know. <laughs> So I hope yeah. they said, hey, I had a great time when I was a kid playing baseball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I, and I was just about to say, that that's the most important part about the Little Leagues is it, it reconnects the parents with the game and it, as well as getting the new kids into the game. And I think that's super important to keep uh, any sport growing is really just start them young. And yeah, I, I agree. 
Yeah, back in the early years uh, when we were blessed with the Washington Nationals coming down from Montreal, I guess that was 2005. We we um, I brought I brought four of my teams to Nationals games, and a lot of them was their first time ever seeing a professional baseball game. They were so excited, you know. I bet a lot of those kids are smart Nationals fans now and know baseball <laughs> and enjoy every minute of it. So. <laughs> but that yeah, was a lot of fun yeah i remember you giving out homework and the homework was to watch a baseball game <laughs> oh yeah because a lot of kids didn't watch baseball games i said hey you want to be a first baseman you watch a professional game on tv that's your homework and you watch that first baseman and watch what he does yeah. um so kids did that they like doing that nice nice all right so any last thoughts before we move on Last thoughts about baseball or coaching? About coaching baseball. <laughs> um, you know, I I still enjoy uh, still enjoy going to games, uh, little league games, of course. Uh, I do not coach anymore. Um, I miss it, but I've uh, I've got uh, you know a lot of broken things I got to fix. So and <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, we don't have a season this spring, but um, yeah, because we would have had we well, two 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 your two brothers would have been playing. They were signed up for baseball actually, and uh, I would have been going to those games as a spectator and enjoying every minute of not staying up for hours working on <laughs> batting order lineups, last yeah. minute kids who get sick and don't make it for one reason or another. Uh, but yeah. No, I really enjoy uh, being a spectator now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a good spectator. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't yell things out to confuse the kids, please. <laughs> well, another part of a being a good spectator is actually staying in your seat, which is where our trivia comes in. So okay. this trivia is about the Washington Senators because yes. you grew up going to Washington Senators games, correct? Yeah, and uh, back in uh, – I'm a native – well, I was born in Washington, D.C., but grew up in Bethesda in a court, and a lot of the neighbors had kids our same age, and we would uh, we would pile in a few battle wagons and go down there to uh, to RFK Stadium to watch the Washington Senators. Um, we'd all have our baseballs with us, uh, and after the games, we would uh, go out and wait in the parking lot for the players <laughs> to come out, and yeah. they'd walk to their cars, and we'd get autographs. It was awesome. I also wanted to get Frank Howard's autograph, um, good old Frank. Uh, but he left after the seventh inning a lot of times, and uh, we stayed till the end of the game. So um, actually, back in the day, you won't believe this, I should, uh, they used to have, they, you know, like today, they give away things. Not, no, I don't think we got any plastic bobbleheads or whatever those things are nowadays <laughs> that are so popular, but we got full size baseball bats. Unbelievable. Wow. So, engraved compliments of the washington senators i still have mine it's mint mint condition i believe it was against the the cleveland indians back in was it 71 um that was the last season yeah yeah i i have it written on the end what game it was i still i kept mine mint my brother he of course played baseball with it and uh broke it and threw it away but that's okay (laughs) sure a lot of kids did but i've got one mint. yes good (laughs) But yeah, we'd go down there quite a bit. 
All right. So going to well, actually, I wanted to, uh, Frank Howard. Um, yes. He hit some long home runs at a uh, RFK Stadium. Um, yeah. Weren't he there did. some painted seats? From where he is there, there were some painted seats out in uh, left left field. There was a real long one. I think uh, what our last our last game that we went to at RFK with the, the last game at RFK before the Nationals moved over to their new stadium, we went and uh, posed by one of his seats out in the outfield. It was still painted painted white. I believe it was a red seat painted white, but there was quite a few out there and. Uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. But yeah, okay. So finally, get to that trivia question. Um, oh boy! So the last season of the Washington Senators, the second version, they, that was in 1971. Yes. So, what unusual occurrence took place during the Senators' last game in Washington? Well, I happen to be one of the proud but sad spectators in the stands. There weren't many, you know. This was not a sellout, but we were in the we were in the uh, left left field along the baseline and uh, looking out over the game. And uh, we were uh, we were actually winning that game. It was it was uh, the game was like maybe it was ninth inning for sure. Maybe maybe there was two outs. But all of a sudden, all the spectators started running onto the field, and umpires tried to get it cleared, and they were unsuccessful. And so finally, they uh, they called it a forfeit. So even though we were winning, we lost that game to forfeit. And so after the game, we all piled out uh, back into our station wagons that we drove back. Everybody had back then. And uh, waiting in the car, and was like, "Hey, where's my brother? <laughs> brother wasn't there." So I think we waited. Uh, seemed like forever. You know, yeah, maybe there's, half there's hour, no, forty-five minutes. There's no cell phones. You can't find them. No, no cell phones. And finally, he showed up. And uh, yeah, he was one of those spectators that decided to run around on the field and to take a couple last-minute laps. <laughs> so all good. We all made it out okay. But yes, yes, so forfeited. So yes, correct. The uh, it was late in the 1971 season. It was already known that the Senators would be moving to Texas. So in their yes. last game, the Senators were actually beating the Yankees seven Eight. to five with two outs in the ninth inning. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so I forgot yes, what so, team it was. Yeah, it's yeah, it against the Yankees, and the fans started coming out in the field looking for souvenirs. Uh, the attempt to get the fans to return to their seats failed, and the umpires declared the game in forfeit giving the Yankees a nine to zero win that mm. that's how the rules are written. If you're forfeit, you lose nine to zero. So okay. that is going to spur our draft for this week's episode or this okay. special episode. And so we thought it would be super fun to draft Washington DC baseball moments. That can be, uh, one moment that led to several others or just by itself. It's a great moment, whatever it may be. So that right. first pick. Nah, you better go first. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll follow your lead there. Okay. Um, so I think in DC baseball, I think it is fresh on our minds, but I don't think there's a recency bias for this. I really do think this might be the greatest Washington, D.C. baseball moment. 
is when Howie Kendrick hit the home run in game seven of the World Series in the seventh inning off the foul pole to give oh, yeah. the Nationals a three to two lead. All right. That... Do you remember watching that game? Because oh, yeah. unfortunately I've, I've watched it more than once. <laughs> yes, you've watched it more than once. I, I I was I unfortunately didn't see it live. I was like, oh my I couldn't believe it. Because they were just getting dist- – like, uh, Zach Greinke was just mowing everybody down. I uh, – oh, gosh, where was I? I was trying to get home to watch the game because I was watching on my phone at school, and I, I, I left after the sixth inning. I'm like, all right, I'll make it home by the bottom of the seventh. <laughs> I made it home by the bottom of the seventh. I just missed the <laughs> winning runs. <laughs> yeah, all but, right. Well, I guess probably my favorite national moment – is actually um, more than one moment. Um, your grandfather, your mother's father, Richard uh, Haig, was yeah. a big baseball fan. Well, it, at least maybe I made him one. I don't know. I made him become a baseball <laughs> fan. But before the before the Nationals came to town, he was on a, a, a um, in an organization, and I, the name slips me. But they were negotiating with the. Uh, I guess Major League Baseball about, hey, what are you going to do for the youth of Washington, D.C.? And he was very instrumental in working on an agreement where, yeah, they, I guess they funded uh, Youth Baseball Academy, uh, Fort DuPont, and uh, they were able to secure everything. And that was a big part of it. And so I'm like, I have been, um, I have taken him to every Washington Nationals opening day game since they came to town mm-hmm. did not miss a single game unfortunately as you know he passed away on October 30th, 30th. 30th. 2019 the day the Nationals won the World Series so yes I will remember that day and ironically there hasn't been an opening day game since since then since he passed away so Mm-hmm. but um i had tickets for it <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah no I, I i made it to a few of those opening days uh with you and now it was always super fun <laughs> yeah I, but yeah i know he really enjoyed that uh going to those yeah when we were at when we were at rfk stadium for the first uh three three years uh we Five, six, uh seven. yeah three yeah for the first three years we we i had uh I had tickets. Our tickets were in approximately the same seats that I sat in at the last Senators game in '71 in left field uh, above third base. So I, I couldn't. Fi- I couldn't find my ticket stub for that game. I know I have it. I have it somewhere. I just couldn't find it. So well, I'll find it someday and then uh, see how close I was. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, but no, he definitely enjoy going. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'll. I guess I'll draft the uh, my second pick. I don't know. For me personally, this was so much fun, just because of the absurdity that took place. So it's the wild card game. I drove down to D.C. for it. I don't live in D.C. now. Um, and I got myself a ticket, and I got you a ticket. 
after much insistence, I was like, ah, we don't need to go. Come on. No, no, I really want to go. I wanna, ah, we okay. Okay. We'll go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was super excited for that game. Uh, Max Scherzer's on the mound. They got some other guy pitching. I, can, I don't even remember who, uh, but I was like, all right, we got this. Like, it's going to be fun. Like a winner take all game. Like, uh, wild card, anything crazy can happen. It's called wild card for a reason. It gets wild. And uh, so two batters into the game, the Nationals are losing 2 nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then in the second inning, Eric Thames hits a homer. So now we're down 3 nothing. And then I think it was the third inning, Trey Turner hit a homer. And then it was quiet after that. I'm talking nothing. And then the Brewers start getting their elite bullpen. And they just got guys coming in, you know, mowing us down. Boom, 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 boom. And then I was like, uh oh, <laughs> it's the bottom of the eighth inning. Here comes Josh Hader. <laughs> and I told you before that inning, I was like, that dude is the best relief pitcher in baseball the last two years. Yeah. And you know what I said? I said, I said, well, Soto's up and he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And so as that bottom of the eighth inning was going on, he was throwing like a lot of balls. And I was like, wow, he's up to like, 30 pitches and 16 17 of them are balls like we might have them for that ninth inning because there were two outs and there was runners at first and third and then he walked Rendon bases loaded two outs we got the 20 year old up <laughs> and then he hits the famous single and I'm going crazy because I knew right then it was tied you know right and so I was like, all right, it's tied. This is great. I'm jumping up and down. I think my phone fell, fell, my phone fell out of my pocket. I'm jumping on top of it. Uh, <laughs> and then, so I, I, I made sure, like, the guy from seconds could score. I was like, all right, sweet. And then, like, I was doing, like, the time in my head. I'm like, all right, let's see how, like, let's see how far, like, the right fielder's, like, is, does he have it? Is he going to have, like, a good throw? And then I look, and it took me, like, a half second. I'm like, oh, the ball was behind him. <laughs> yeah. And I, and then everyone, like, it was so cool because it was like the first roar of like, okay, it's a tie game. Then the second one, then when they realized Rendon's going to score from first to get the Nats the lead. Yeah. I, I think that was one of the best moments. And it was so cool. Like you and I were both there. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was a, uh, that was quite a moment. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, well, I guess we're talking uh, recent, recent major games, and uh, a, a, a buddy of mine, best man, wedding, high school friend, bought. Um, he says, "Charlie, I'm going to buy tickets to the World Series, and they'll give me two for each game." He says, "I'm going to give you two at uh, at face value." Yeah, I'm like cool. So. Um, we went to was it game five? Five, yeah. Game five. You know, I never in the wildest dreams of my life ever thought I'd go to a World Series game, much <laughs> less in, in you know in Washington. And um, you know, we're walking around. I never been to a game before. We met. Uh, well, we got our picture taken with Captain Obvious. Or, yeah, yeah, the guy from the Trulicity commercials or whatever. Yeah. Travelocity. Yeah that guy so that was fun we were having a good time we saw some we saw some old coaching uh, parents that uh baseball little league uh 
we were just having a good time. We were sitting, you know, we were sitting in center field, pretty, 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 you know, we could, we could see, but you know, we were, we weren't, we weren't there that close, but anyway, I guess sometime during the game, I, it's, it wasn't going well. And, uh, we're sitting there, you know, uh, a guy, uh, on the other team, uh, hits a bomb and, uh, we're, we're tracking the ball over to the center red porch area and uh the ball hits this guy and i was like we heard the thud i'm like "Ooh, that's gonna leave a mark well little did we realize that that was the the bud light guy yeah holding his two cans of budweiser and that dude became like famous um he was at uh what he was on a plane to houston uh yeah special shirt and then then when we went to uh well, I don't want to spoil it, but we did go to the uh, World Series parade, and he had he was on a float and drinking Bud Light. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty. It was pretty cool. We were there. That was a lot of fun. That, yeah, that was a cool game. Uh, we did get blown out, I think seven to one. But the 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 cool part of that was when Joe Ross was walking out of the dugout because he had repl- had to replace Scherzer for that game. Right, and everyone is just chanting, "Let's go, Joe." Let's go. And like, I was getting like chills. Uh, that, that was a super cool moment. But yeah, definitely uh, that game five, the Bud Light guy. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody had asked, uh, you know, everybody was wearing their number 31 Scherzer shirts because Scherzer was supposed to pitch. And uh, yeah. I saw, I saw a guy, uh, he had his Scherzer shirt on. And obviously on the way, a subway on the way down, he found out and, Somewhere he found a uh, sharpie and a piece of paper, and he typed over, uh, taped over uh, the three to make a four. Yeah, and somehow spelled out Ross on the back of his shirt. And I took a picture of it, and I was sitting in the sands, and was, and someone's like, "How oh, you can't even get a Ross jersey?" I said, "Yes, you can. I saw a guy. Look, here's his picture. <laughs> He's wearing a Ross jersey. That was pretty. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes." See, got to have fun. You know, oh, yeah. hey, we didn't win that game, but we had a fun night. It was a very oh, yeah. memorable night. So, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. You got to have fun around the game of baseball because it can get slow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, I, I guess uh, I was at a, a business meeting in, in Las Vegas in uh, <laughs> November, and uh, I was sitting at the table and Someone was asking me, "Yo, hey, did you? Uh, oh, good thing you're from D.C. Hey, you're a Nationals fan." I was like, "Oh yeah." I said, "Man, that's great." He says, uh, "I said I, I actually went to Game Five with my son. We had a great time, even though he lost." And this other guy was sitting at the table was from Houston. I didn't know it. He says, "Yeah, I was at all four games, Houston," and I'm like, "Ooh, that must have been tough." <laughs> that's it. We. We stopped talking about baseball. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it literally the only championship sporting event where the home team never won. Yep. But definitely a crazy one. Good stuff. Yes. All right, so with my third pick for the draft, I'm going to go with Strasburg's debut, June 8th, 2010. <laughs> do you remember watching that game? I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, the hype surrounding him. Obviously, number one overall draft pick the year before. He was the 
He's a guy that can throw 104 miles an hour. Uh, like the hype surrounding him was ridiculous. He was the college player of the year the year before. And people didn't really know what to expect, but like the hype was just so big. And then he delivered. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. He struck out 14 guys just dominating the Pirates. <laughs> that was so cool. I remember, yeah, like I'm allergic to dogs, and we went over to a neighbor's house who has a dog, and I was willing to sacrifice that to watch that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was a fun game. So, yeah, well, then that'll, that'll lead to my pick. You said Washington versus Pirates. I'll bring up a Washington versus Pirates game. Um, it was last summer. It happened to be in Pittsburgh. I went to the game with you. Yes. And it was, uh, you know, Scherzer had been out for some time with an injury, and this was his first game back. Yeah. And uh, un- 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 unfortunately for for Pittsburgh, but good for us, is there was a lot of uh, empty seats that day. And so we went up to the front rail, and we were able to peek into the uh, dugout, and we, we saw – Max sitting there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Talk about intense. This is like, I was like, you know, no one was near him. No one was talking to him. He was there. It was just, I don't know what was going through his head, but he was, he was all baseball and don't disturb him. He was, he, it just was very intense to watch him. But yeah, that no, that guy, <laughs> he, he might be, he might be putting a, an insane asylum after he retires because. <laughs> That like I, I remember that too. The guy is just rocking back and forth, oh, yeah. just just staring laser beams through the concrete steps. Like <laughs> <laughs> that guy is crazy. I think he was visualizing every pitch with every guy. He was going through the whole thing in his head. He was just playing a whole game in his head right then and there. And uh, don't leave yeah. him alone. Yeah, and um, an- another funny Scherzer moment. I'm not. This is isn't something I'm drafting, but uh, Game Seven, he started at the World Series and. He's coming in from the bullpen, and uh, the Astros had uh, this guy hyping everybody up, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, the Lincoln goes, guy. What? Lincoln. He's a, he he uh, he likes Lincoln vehicles. That, this is true. just Lincoln yeah. commercials. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's going like, "Let's go, Houston!" Like he's just like like he he had finished that, and he was just like standing around on the field. And Scherzer just comes blowing by him, like he almost right. knocks McConaughey over. McConaughey's a pretty like <laughs> like if if McConaughey was like one step forward, he would have knocked him over. Like he didn't care who was like in his way, <laughs> and like just the look on like there was complete focus. Yeah, I think Scherzer. I mean, I wonder if he at that point in time thinks he's the only person in that whole stadium at that point in time. I mean, oh, one hundred percent. It's just him and the catcher. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and this actually leads to my next draft pick, uh, the near perfect game from Scherzer. Uh, oh, another Pittsburgh. Yes. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's probably what he was visualizing last summer was Jose Tabata leading his elbow over the plate. <laughs> but no, it was just so cool. Like, cause I was at like a baseball tournament that day. I didn't really see what was going on. I had to drive back and I was like, Oh, the Nats game. It's probably in like the sixth, seventh inning. I turned it on and it's like the end of the inning and Scherzer's walking off the mound. And uh, Bob Carpenter goes and make that 18 up 18 down. <laughs> 
<laughs> going to the bottom of the sixth. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, all right. I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. He's such a great announcer. But, yeah, so I, I was on the edge of my seat, and uh, he leaned his elbow over, and I was so bummed. But, yeah, he was in his zone that day. That was crazy. He struck out like 10 guys, but he was just dominant. Right. Uh, yep. That was cool. Well, um, in interest of bringing another team into the loop, uh, uh, we'll, we'll actually talk about your, your, your brother's uh, favorite team. And uh, we were, the family was out there uh, in St. Louis for opening day. And we knew we'd be there for that. Of course, we couldn't get tickets because their fans are very supportive in that town and there wasn't a ticket to be had. Um, before StubHub and all that other good stuff, I think. I, I don't know. But anyway, we wore our Orioles gear. And so um, we're like, okay, so we were all dressed in Orioles gear. We go down and we had a lot of people come. I mean, if we were Cardinals gear, we'd just blend with every 40, 50,000 other people. But we had Orioles gear on. And so many nice St. Louis fans came up to us while we were at the stadium. We're out in front of the stadium just enjoying it. And they were talking to us, super fans, super nice to us. We just had a great day. It was a beautiful day for baseball. And so that was our St. Louis experience. And hats off to those fans for being so gracious many, many years ago to some Baltimore Orioles garbed fans. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, so how did we end up in St. Louis? It was a business meeting, and we actually drove there. We oh, drove wow. the big white van out there, yeah. We, uh, we actually, that day, you know, we did, we were there before the game started and we went into the arch after that. And we were up in the arch, I believe, I believe actually that might've been, uh, a day. I think president Bush might've thrown out that, uh, the first pitch he was there and we were up in the, we were up at the very top of the arch looking down, you know, of course you couldn't really make out <laughs> anything, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we were up, we were up there during the first pitch. So. Oh, wow. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yep. It was a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> Look it up. When did George Bush throw out the first pitch for St. Louis? So. <laughs> Wait, so is that the nationals moment you're or Washington baseball moment you're drafting? Yeah, because we're from Washington. So we, you know, we were Washington, but you know, we were... <laughs> We were fans. Okay. We had other fans. <laughs> you know, it takes, takes two teams of fans to, to play a ball game. It'd be pretty boring by your own team out there by themselves. So. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll take it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, with my fifth and final pick, I'm going to uh, throw it way back. But so this was. Game seven of the 1924 World Series. Hmm. Uh, Walter Johnson. Uh, the game was tied in the eighth inning. End of the eighth inning. Uh, the Washington Senators, Senators are at home. Uh, and game seven of the World Series. Walter Johnson had thrown a complete game in game five uh, two days earlier. So hmm. he was on one day's rest. He comes in for the ninth inning in a tie game. And he tosses four scoreless innings. Uh, in the World Series to 
10, 11. Yeah, so it, he finishes the top of the 12th, and for all we know, the game is going to go on for however long he is out there. Uh, but the Washington Senators walk it off in the bottom of the – to bring the nation's first until last year's only World Series title. Uh, so they went on a 95-year drought. But some people call that the most exciting Game 7 in World Series history. And to date, it's the only Game 7 that's gone to extra innings. All right. Well, uh, another Washington Nationals thing. Um, I guess I had already talked about opening day, but there was one opening day which was especially cool. It was back in, uh, I believe, 2008, New, yes. New Nats Park. Um, first, first game in the Nats Park, uh, official game. And I'm there with your grandfather, and it was pretty cold. <laughs> so I was concerned. Hey, you want to go? Like, no, 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 no. We're staying. We're staying. We're staying. So we're we're, uh, we're standing up uh, left field. We were at the top of the escalators on the end there, looking down on the field, and uh, and uh, we saw Ryan Zimmerman come up to bat and put it over the fence. It's very exciting for the win. Yes, the first ever game in Washington or Nationals Park history was a conclude with a walk off home run. <laughs> we could talk all night about. Washington Nationals exciting stuff happening, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll leave it at that. That was a good one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there are so many other ones that we could talk about. The one, the other ones I wrote down. We don't have to go into it. Uh, but Daniel Hudson strikes out Michael Brantley to win the World Series. Oh, I, I love that one. <laughs> last last pitch of the official season. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, the last pitch of Major League Baseball we've seen. Yeah, we I, just, I just love his glove toss. Just taking <laughs> his to glove and just tossing it. <laughs> that was so awesome. Yeah. Uh, another one we left off, uh, the Howie Kendrick Grand Slam against the Dodgers. Dodgers, the yeah. The Howie. Um, Max Scherzer's 20 strikeout game. Yeah. That was awesome. Mom was falling asleep during that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was Jason Worth playing in that game? <laughs> uh probably okay um uh, another moment we left off was the back-to-back -back drafts of strasburg and harper to give the franchise some credibility all right uh, ted lerner by uh the, the family buys the franchise in 2006 uh they funneled a lot of money into the team and ted williams takes over the senators to manage oh yeah I have his baseball card somewhere as a manager of the Senators. Yes. What a guy. Yep. So we're going to move on to the next segment of the show, uh, the song lyric of the day. So I prepare one just because I enjoy it a lot. So you're a Tom Petty fan, and this comes from his song, Learning to Fly. Uh, this lyric is uh, – I like it a lot, but – it goes, I'm learning to fly, but I ain't got wings. Coming down is the hardest thing. Well, the good old days may not return, and the rocks might melt, and the sea may burn. And I always liked that one. Just because it kind of, it's kind of like talking about how when you start out doing something, you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> you're, you don't start with a lot of uh, uh, help along the way. And the, the second half of that, was uh, the rocks might melt and the sea may burn, uh, which is a really cool poetic way to say 
some crazy thing might happen. You have no idea what's going to happen, but Hey, that's just how it goes. Roll with it, adapt. And yeah, but yeah, I always liked uh, that Tom Petty lyric. Well then in all, I'll bring up a Tom Petty moment then. All right. Lyric. Um, (laughs) Tom Petty was also in a band before the heartbreakers called mud crutch. Yes. Yes. uh, Your mom's uh, cousin was in mud crutch. Well, yeah. And, uh, Tom, Tom Ledden, and uh, we, uh, he came to town, D.C., and uh, he invited uh, your grandfather and a few other people, that, you know, X number of tickets, and I said, I'll take one. So we go down there, um, and they had marked out a spot. He was in a wheelchair at the time. They marked out a spot right in front of the stage, that little square <laughs> for him, and I stood uh, – behind him and then my you know one of your uncles stood on the other side and needless to say when the show started we were like mobbed yeah and there was this uh lady who was you know older than me (laughs) um i mean i'm standing in the box and i i'm like literally right behind him in the wheelchair and she's like can i get in front of you i'm like um no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like what i says no i says this is this is i'm here i'm attending my father-in-law he's in a wheelchair here this is his square see the square well she seemed real insulted and then like five minutes later yeah five minutes later she worked her way around this me and uh your uncle had left the uh his spot she was supposed to be on that side and she was literally like sitting in his lap. She was sitting on the arm of the wheelchair to watch Tom Petty. And uh, I was like, Oh boy. I was like, I guess she really wanted to see him close as possible. Your grandfather could still see. So he was okay with it, I guess. But after a few minutes she left, but you know, I thought that was interesting. (laughs) Interesting for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a cool story. All right. So we'll bring it home with the trending Twitter topic of the day that I found. So uh, trending on Twitter, I found Superman was trending on Twitter. So I wanted to ask you, did you ever have like the Superman comic books or were you ever a part of that? We definitely had all the comic books. I, we had a lot of comic book books. Um, unfortunately, they uh, disappeared because you know I kept everything. I had I had a I had a box full, you know, like a five thousand sheet, eight and a half by eleven box full comic books, and they all disappeared. Unfortunately, there were some good ones there, some Supermans, but that you know that was from the you know probably late sixties, early seventies, so uh-huh. you know not the first edition or anything like that, but yeah. <laughs> okay so yeah you read it like i've never like i don't know what it is about uh superman in my generation it's really never caught on and i probably that's probably because there's no good movies about them um because like obviously like the marvel characters they're all huge because uh they did such a great job with those movie series and then uh the other one uh batman like the dark knight series Mm-hmm. that trilogy like they did a really good job with that but like i haven't seen like a good superman movie yeah yeah chris reeves was a pretty good uh superman mm-hmm. yeah like we never had like the tv show or whatever but so any, any last thoughts on 
Superman or baseball? And we watched we watched it on TV when I was a kid and one of the three channels we got Saturday morning <laughs> yeah. in black and white. <laughs> now no there's too many channels to choose from. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think that concludes our show. If you have any last thoughts. Ah, last thoughts. Anything baseball. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get a few games in uh, before the season's over. But uh, yeah, we uh, we're looking forward to it. I, you know, I'd like to go. I, I guess I, even if they played the empty stadium and I could watch it on TV, I'd be okay with that. You know, yeah. that's obviously I'd go. <laughs> so yeah. I'll wear a mask. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm hoping it comes back too. All right. But so I think that concludes our show. If any of our listeners have a fun Twitter story they want us to talk about, trivia they think can stump David or our guests, you can be a part of this show. All you have to do is reach out to us on either Instagram or Twitter. On Instagram, you can DM us at sometimes baseball, S O M E T I M E S B A S E B A L L. And on Twitter, you can reach us at S-O-M-E-T-I-M-E-S-B-S-B-L. It's different. Twitter doesn't allow you to have as many characters. And sometimes baseball is 16 characters. They don't allow that. But anyway, if you have a fun Twitter story you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out. If you like our logo, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash sometimes baseball. We have all our gear there. If you see a design you don't really like, reach out to us at sometimesbaseballgmail.com. We'll work with you, get you a custom design that you can buy. So thank you so much. Happy Father's Day. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>